Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cult screams and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and in today's Condition Release Program, we ask the question, what if the worst people in Australia held a live event on the internet and no one gave a shit? No Where were the adoring crowds, Jack? Probably doing the laundry or anything else. Yeah, probably putting some lard on the cat's boil. Yeah, mm. and, and we discover that drinking bleach is not dangerous at all. And not only oh. that, it can get you the best seats at a Trump rally. Very good, very good. But before we get to that, we would like to thank our new patrons and let you all know that we have some very silly plans lined up for bonus episodes, including a blow-by-blow analysis of the People's Order from the People's Treaty, oh, yes. which is just the brain farts of Dylan Wilson, that idiot self-described lawman who was down in Canberra causing shit. But the list of demands is actually really funny, and they've Most even voted amazing. on them, which is very mm. funny. The pedivore one's very popular. So we love our patrons. We want to keep you happy because when you're happy everyone's happy indeed we thank those patrons who are keeping this show and us alive the children ate meat last night joe happy days and they may even have meat next month jack let's not get too carried away joe omicron is still tearing through supply chains and people are still selling chicken breasts out of white vans in parking lots but we can't get carried away because there's no time. We need to make our pupils dilate and our brows furrow as we turn to the serious business of what's going on here and around the crazy mixed-up world we love, mostly. Yes, mostly. Yes, that's right, Jack. That means it's time for the Condition Release Program's Weekly News. It was the live no one wanted to cover. I was asked to, but politely told those asking to fuck off. But someone drew the journalistic short straw and on Friday 21 January sat through hours of dreary and predictable propaganda at the Prayer and Pushback Forum so the rest of us didn't have to. And the cavalcade of buffets in attendance included Pauline Hanson, Georgie Porgy Christensen, Crackers (laughs) Kelly, South Australian Liberal anti-vaxxer Senator Alex Antic, teeny weeny Malcolm Roberts and (laughs) LNP Queensland Senator and coal mining LARPA Matty Canavan with the star of the show, the massive anti-vaxxer vaxxer and tragically unassassinated Bobby Kennedy Jr. Isn't that tragic? Yes, yes. The live event was organised by Pat Masetti of Reborn Ministries who had been punted from Hillsong for using prostitutes when there were plenty of Sheilas in the church who would have taken him on for less. <laughs> who is Pat Masetti? He lives on the Gold Coast and he regularly holds conventions inviting people to pay large amounts of money to see him tell them how to become millionaires. That's oh, okay. the answer by the way. You become a millionaire by inviting people to pay large amounts of money to tell them how to become millionaires. Yep. In February 2016, Mr. Massetti pleaded guilty to one count of common assault after attacking his ex-wife Andrea in her northwest Sydney home. Not her nice, home. Patty. Charming. Not good. Mm, court documents revealed the former preacher arrived on his estranged wife's doorstep drunk and grabbed her by the neck after learning she had greenlit a New Year's Eve party at their home. Ooh, what? Jealous, jealous, jealous man. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so he's convicted there, pleaded guilty, head bowed. Tragically, the event in question was not cast on Instagram and Facebook shut it down halfway. Good. Oh. This meant that many did not get to see, let alone hear, the unassassinated Kennedy speak for 34 minutes with the other political grifters elbowing one another out of the way to announce policies that don't make any sense. You don't need your policies to make sense when you don't stand a chance of winning. So, you know, that's good. About the only sensible one in the crowd was Matty Canavan, who said he'd been vaccinated against COVID and believed in the efficacy of vaccines to get us through this pandemic. Oh, God. And that must have been terrible for the rest of them. (laughs) And, you know, if you're in a crowd where Matty Canavan is just the only sensible one, it means it's time to find another crowd. Isn't it just? That is horrifically true. I was wondering what Matt Canavan was doing in that crowd. And then hearing that, I'm like, wow, did you just like get off the train at the wrong stop? You fucking coal-faced idiot. Anyway. (laughs) So, listeners, as you know here at the Conditioner Release Program, we are always wondering what POTUS45, the Trump star, is up to. And we've also been mystified as to what happened to the Q-Line nutters in Houston who took to swigging bleach, as 
usual after John F. Kennedy Jr. and indeed no dead Kennedys materialized in Houston last year. Very sad. Aw, disappointment. Yeah. Well, hang around. Well, turns out the answer is one and the same. When the bleach drinking death cultist turned up at a Trump rally in Florence, Arizona. And this is just a standard Trump rally. Oh, except for the fact that, you know, the Trump campaign is now completely inhabited by insane dipshits. So one full day before <laughs> Trump spoke to an estimate of 15,000, which is a fucking decent turnout, diehard Republicans in Arizona, a group of JFK Jr. obsessed QAnon fanatics arrived at the venue grounds there and they drove all the way from Dallas, Texas, which is a fucking long way away, where they'd been holed up in a Hyatt hotel for over two months, gargling bleach together and, I don't know, giving each other hand jobs or something, in that sort of manner that really many of us thought it was only a matter of time before someone at the Hyatt kicked their doors in to find them all dead, leaving only a letter saying they were off to hop aboard the nearest comet. How do you bop? <laughs> I think what, what would be the best one? Just jump on there and never come back. <laughs> just get just the nearest one, you know? Yeah, just the exactly. One. I wonder if they have postal voting from comets. I don't know if it's going to work. So, saints be praised, even though a lot of those saints are pedophiles, they're alive, which, uh, you know. <laughs> they were still with us, these death cultists. Yes, it's very Bless. And uh, not, not for lack of trying. For those who came in late, the cult leader Michael Protzman appeared with about two dozen members of the cult, and he peddles a form of religious numerology called gematria, which he infuses into his interpretations of QAnon theories. It's like numerology on steroids, but you can kind of just do mm. whatever you want with it. Protzman uses gematria to promote the idea that he is in direct contact with both the Kennedy family, which he believes are direct descendants of Jesus Christ. All right, cool, mm. why not? And Could members be. of the Trump inner circle who are obviously not. I mean, come <laughs> on. Not really. Uh, just, None of them got beards for a start. So tiring. And the thing about geometry is you can just make it up as you go. You're just like, oh, it's a seven, and seven's like an important number. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> His group also traffics in a wide range of outlandish conspiracy theories, such as, you know, long dead famous people such as Michael Jackson and JFK Jr. fake their deaths and are working with Donald Trump in secret to take down a global satanic pedophile bar. Ironically, yeah. Michael Jackson has questions around whether he likes children. Yeah. And let's face it, what would he bring to the table? What would he bring to the table? He was, he was never a political strategist. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Michael Jackson had a lot of talents, but not a strategist. So not only are the cultists alive, despite their best efforts, but they were given the celebrity treatment at the Trump rally, blonking their bleach-filled asses in a cordoned-off section close to the stage. They were joined by a motley cast of other QAnon adherents, including Jim Watkins, the owner of 8 Coon Forum, and his son, Ron mm. Watkins, who is apparently the administrator, who goes by Code Monkey Z and, well, Code Monkey Z. Well, my Australian has just really ruined that. And is said oh, to be yeah. running for Congress in Arizona. Cue mm. celebrities. Just, there's, just a who's who of Q and There's going to be so much voter fraud when he loses. I tell you what. So both of those charming characters, and if you know them, you know how charming they are. Gross. We're in Ooh, Washington DC terrible. on January 6th. I mean, hello, subpoenas. Where are we? Police, police. <laughs> Won't be long. Come on, guys. Get with it. So the Prosperance presence at the rally underscores the terrifying fusion between extreme conspiracy theorists and a market movement that controls the Republican Party. It's, it, you know, they're, they're, they're really fusing hard. Trump's rally is suggesting he's plotting a 2024 presidential run, which he would instantly become the GOP frontrunner. He is a shoo-in. No, I don't know. We can argue about that. I don't know that he, that he is. Who but the anyway. fuck else is going to do it? I don't know that Years. I think DeSantis would take him to the cleaners. And, of course, if he dies yeah, beforehand. I actually do. Really? Interesting. Well, look, I think if he does it, the problem is, and this is what, like, you know, this is the issue. Like, if he was to die beforehand, he'll... No, if he dies beforehand, he'll he will win the primary. <laughs> he'll either descend from heaven to Mar-a-Lago just in time to win the primary, because, of course, you know, he'll be Jesus at that point. And, let's face it, if that happens and he actually stays dead, well, the Marga movement are going to pick up their guns and shoot. That's what's going to happen. So we need to make sure that Trump doesn't somehow die or be reincarnated before the next election because I just well, feel like... People actually believe he's Jesus now. He's the kind of guy who would, you know, slip over in a bathroom, wake up behind a big rock and say, I'm Jesus, and they'd all go... Of course you are. So sort of resurrection style, yeah, this is what we don't want to happen. Not the resurrection so much. We actually want to That's so to troubling. Because resurrection is great for a campaign. Well, that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> Staying in the US, the grossly obese unit with a little hanky in his hand who once appalled an entire MCG AFL grand final crowd with his shite performance, Meatloaf, yep. was giving hugs to anyone who wanted them and a bunch of people who didn't not long before he died. Died. Oh, death hugs. <laughs> Did the huggy meatloaf die of COVID? Well, we don't know for sure. The official cause of his death has not yet been released, but the loaf was reportedly critically 
ill from COVID before his death on January 20, 2022, just a few days ago. I'm happy to give you a hug. I hug people in the middle of COVID, the loaf said. (laughs) Now, the loaf was a devoted anti-lockdowner, anti-mask mandator, who babbled about vaccines and freedom before his death. He declined to declare if he had been vaccinated in a series of interviews, but huffed and puffed about lockdowns. He huffed and puffed mainly because he had chronic asthma. And and unlike Prince Andrew, a massive sweater. I mean, huge. (laughs) (laughs) Not just didn't just sweat like a pig. He sweated like a pig running a marathon. Alas, the loaf has gone to God, like a bat out of hell. Uh, But the question remains, would you, dear listener, have a hug with the singer of Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which is a pretty good song, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was, A, drenched in sweat, and B, wheezing from asthma and probable terminal COVID infection. You're telling the fuck off because to paraphrase the loaf, two out of three is really, really fucking bad. And that's Mr. Loaf to you. Don't. With thanks to listener Hero Echoes on Twitter, who is a very good friend of the podcast. As an un-Australian playground racket guy, Novak Djokovic <laughs> was sent packing. It was disclosed that he held an 80% share in a medical research company working on preventative slash treatment for no. COVID, you know, you gotta you gotta get in there early or late. I mean, you just gotta get in there at some point and sell people shit. <laughs> and they all do this. They all have their fucking alternative treatments why they're anti-vaxxers. So would Novak become the new Albert Schweitzer by patenting a universal panacea for COVID, thus making him the savior of the world, so he could go nya, 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 to the Australian <laughs> government and all those border force officials who done him wrong? Mm. Well, no, according to actual medical researcher Sydney-based Darren Saunders. Now, Saunders, an associate professor of medicine at the University of New South Wales, took a look at the Dutch biotech company Djokovic had a commanding shareholding in QuantMed Res and came away less than impressed. Now, biotech might be a stretch, Saunders said, who tweets under the handle at where is Daz and is absolutely worth a follow. Uh, the second yeah, red flag. Very good man. Yeah, he's very good, yeah. The second red flag is the liberal sprinkling of words like resonant and frequencies through the word salad on that site. That They're red flags. I know those because they were ones that I heard a lot during my childhood. Let's just park the false statement that coronavirus is a retrovirus for now. So if you haven't figured it out yet, Novak's biotech company is working on homeopathy as a cure for COVID. That was a quote from Daz. Mm. Supplements and more supplements, it would seem. Mm, but yeah, this of course is- it is. Djokovic is no stranger to rejecting medical science for treatments of his own injuries. In 2017, he put his money where his mouth was by delaying elbow surgery for almost a year, opting for aromatherapy and threatening his elbow with Serbian nationalist rhetoric because it's worked in the past, but it didn't work. And Novak went under the knife in 2018, devastated that he had to turn to actual medicine to cure him. Novak cried and cried for three days because he'd gone against his core beliefs, which are the power of supplements, and the rise of Serbian nationalism to wipe Muslims in the Balkans from the face of the earth. Yes, indeed. What's a boy to do? Yeah, as Clive's money rolls out and his candidates stick their ugly bonces on billboards, one name has come up which is bound to raise one or two questions about the United Australia Party of Clive's creation. Yes, it's former Proud Boy and self-declared Nazi Harrison McLean. Now, McLean's candidacy is not yet confirmed, but the conditional release program can reveal posters showing McLean's terrifying child bonce appearing on a poster indicating he was the UAP candidate candidate for the marginal seat of Mel- in Melbourne's southeast Latrobe. He's got a smirk on there too. That you just Look, don't. we all know the UAP candidate vetting process has not always been uh, tip-top in the past, but would they be happy with a Nazi on their ticket? Yeah. This is bound to attract some media attention and one hopes some embarrassment for Clive before he asked McLean to take the UAP pistol and do the right thing, slap bang in the middle of an election campaign. <laughs> Um, we'll keep you posted. Uh, meanwhile, Clive has announced that he will be uh, the number one on the UAP Queensland Senate ticket Interesting. while he hurls about millions in political advertising. Millions. And to give cl- uh, listeners the cephalogical background, that means that Clive will need 14.3% of first preferences to get elected to one of the five Senate positions from Queensland up for grabs in the uh, next federal election. That almost certainly means Clive will battle with Pauline Hanson for the fifth spot. Oh, 
That's a delicious prospect. Meanwhile, Teeny Weeny Malcolm Roberts, second on the fine ballot, will certainly miss out and his political career, such as it is, will come to an end on July 1 this year. Aww. Who said we don't bring you good news here at the Conditional Release Program? It's going to cost us dearly in content, though. Bye-bye, teeny weeny, Malcolm. See you, mate. Whip your horse somewhere else. Oh, no wonder he's grifting so badly for the anti-vax vote. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Money. I'll do anything for you. Money. Just tell me what you want me to and today's conditional release program is proudly brought to you today by the United Australia Party. Yes, listeners, we're in yellow. Yellow hats, yellow T-shirts, yellow underpants and socks. It's just their shoes which are red. <laughs> just like Clive Palmer, so Ricardo Bozzi will still get to hang us as pedophiles when he gets his coup d'etat up and running. To be perfectly honest, we're not even sure what Clive's policies are. But to get ahead with a big man, we're all for new coal mines now. And isn't it about time the deep state got off everyone's back and let Clive Clive off those jumped-up fraud charges he's facing. <laughs> the deep state. The We've been brought for a surprisingly small amount of money, which proves that Clive might not have to spend hundreds of millions to take over our parliament. Mate, I'll take 10 bucks. As Clive says, our parliaments are not for sale, but they are available for rent for a modest fee. <laughs> Come join us, listeners. Clive Palmer's Australia, and just like us, you can be all... We are all yellow. <laughs> First things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all within. And with the sound of constitutional law expert and destroyer of televisions, Thanos Paniades resounding in our shell likes, it means it's time again for which black pill fuckwit said that? And uh, the first question comes courtesy of listener and last week's backstage pass recipient, Harrow. G'day, Harrow. Very good work. Now, Joel, if you're successful in today's which black pill fuckwit said that, you'll be the United Australia Party's candidate, not a Nazi, but, you know, just putting the Jewish question out there, just asking, you know, in, a, in the yeah. very winnable seat just, of Latrobe at the next federal election. <laughs> winnable. <laughs> Here's the quote. If you can't see the virus, how can you stop it? How? You physically cannot see the virus. Ah, that's the end of the quote. But, my God, it's invisible. I didn't know it was invisible. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. This is terrible. This is terrible. I just had, yeah. So who said that? Who came with that? An extraordinary revelation that the virus is in fact invisible. Was it Fuck trying to remove all obstacles to his descent into political anonymity? Uh, Matt Gatesy Gates. Yeah, you'd want to call. Uh, it. Was it Wisconsin lawmaker trying to remove all obstacles to his ongoing political anonymity? State Rep. Trig Pronchinsky. God, I that love weird Fantastic Christian name, isn't it? Or was it failed reality TV star trying to remove all obstacles to bridal shops, Monica Smith? Or was it former pizza cook trying to remove all obstacles to a tube of moisturiser, Craggy Pete Evans? He's, <laughs> He's so craggy. craggy. Um, I'm going to go with the Wisconsin guy because I don't know who it is. Yay! Well done, Joel. That's excellent work. It's just superb yeah, powers of uh, deduction there. Yes. Oh, it's total deduction. It's just suspiciously anonymous. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's got to be that. Because all the other ones are people that I want it to be. But, like, you know, I just want to say Gatesy just to be able to say Gatesy because it's fun to say. Because I always thought, you know, like, you know, if, if that COVID virus was coming, you'd actually see it, you know, in this sort of animated form, you know, uh, coming up, the bouncing up the driveway. It would be great if, like, you had, like, a, a COVID, like, tennis racket <laughs> and you'd see the COVID coming towards you and you'd have to whack it away and you'd be in the supermarket. But, you'd actually hit someone in the head and be like, I'm sorry, there was just COVID near you. But no, because it's invisible, you cannot physically see it. My God, it's terrifying. I really just, just did not it. know that. That is just, you know, I think that's great health information uh, for our listeners. Idiot. All right. Question two, quote two. I saw Trump. It's not a body double. It's actually him. Oh, I know this one, but you got to get it. Okay. Was it? He loves his dad so much. He spends his time hugging a body double of his dad because his real dad won't give him a hug. Eric Trump. 
poor Eric. That's very funny. The body double's got like a weird accent that Eric just ignores <laughs> that because the trauma's too much to handle. <laughs> so Eric is, gives him It makes him so sad of, to think about him it. A bit of a hug, a bit of a snuggle. Was it the yeah. man who's <laughs> given most of Florida a spicy cough but only killed 68,000 of them? Gubernatorial well, resident I'm- in Tallahassee, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, good guy, good guy. Was it fake cooperative, mysteriously unimprisoned for treason? Code monkey Z, Ron Watkins. Yes, police, please. Or was it shouting go, go, go to a small army of FBI agents dressed in black pyjamas who surrounded Murray Lago, US Attorney General Merrick Garland, with an arrest warrant in his hand? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, look, as I said, I did Did read this one. Unfortunately, it is uh, as Ron Watkins. It is. Well done, child. <laughs> but I feel like I got it wrong because, let's face it, everything he says is bullshit. It could easily have been a body double anyway because Ron Watkins just lies from it. So, you know, you can't take anything he says seriously. Uh, well, yes, he, look, this, this does actually relate to the rally in Arizona, Joel. And uh, he was asked mm, afterwards because he had the plum seats <laughs> with the bleach drinkers. And he was asked afterwards by, yes. by Trump devotees, you know, who, who claimed that Trump was actually a body double. No, 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 no. Ron Watkins no, said no. it wasn't a body double. It was the great man himself. Because he saw him. All right. So <laughs> you're looking like being dressed from head to toe in yellow and standing around yeah. Melbourne's uh, southeastern suburbs looking, uh, handing out Clive Palmer's gums job. If you get this one right, that is. Oh, God. Yeah, well, entice me. Okay, here's quote number three. Here we go. Get that yellow T-shirt on. What hill are you going to die on? When are you finally going to say no? Was it shifting into verbal communications from meme form where she memified the RDA as a death cult by asking, what are you prepared to die for? Monica Smith. Was it extolling the troops to move up the Zelo escarpment 50 miles from Berlin, Soviet Field Marshal Yorgi Zukov? Or was it suspiciously unassassinated member of the Kennedy family? He hates the vaccinated unless you come around to his place, which surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> which unsurprisingly is a mansion in Santa Barbara, Southern California. Robert Kennedy Jr. That was very Suspiciously unassassinated. Hmm. That makes me suspicious. Mm. Or was it, guess yeah. who had hippies for parents? Child actress Soleil Moon Fry, better known as 1980s kitty sitcom star Punky Brewster. Fuck, why would you put that in there if it wasn't true? Soleil Moon Fry. Soleil Moon Fry. That is so random. Either you've smoked too much fucking meth or that's the right answer. Um... But it could be meth. Um, okay, I'm going to go with my greatest fears and say RFK Jr., but I reckon it's funky. You've the new UAP candidate. And not and not a Nazi Finally, at I all. get my tilt. Uh, UAP candidate for the uh, seat of La Trobe. I take back everything I've said about the electoral chances of all these fucking UAP candidates. Mate, we're, we've got a shot. We absolutely <laughs> have a shot. Did you see? 800,000 people came to a rally the other day and all of them are going to vote for me and at least most of them live in La Trobe. The, I mean, I've got this. The I bad have news got is this. You, you're going to have to move to Pakenham. <laughs> That's actually really concerning, though. Like, so that's what RFK said. Because I know when Monica Smith started goading people on to doing weird shit to die for the cause, but like RFK Jr., like, you know, bringing that kind of heat is bad. That's real bad. That's not good. He's militarizing his little cult. That was a quote that came from his 34 minute address. Oh, is that yeah, pushback? pushback? You were watching. You uh, were watching, weren't you? As, I, I was not. I refused to. <laughs> I already got enough pain in my life uh, without having to add more to it than that. But yes, that was a direct quote from <laughs> the suspiciously unassassinated uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, we asked listeners to listen send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. We'll send you a stubby holder in the mail and some assorted TCRP stickers and shit if you make our lives easier and send Jack a quote we can use on the show. Yes, we will. And we remind listeners the conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. And we are proud to announce the conditional release program stubby holder is back in service circulation after making a full recovery after being infected with COVID by Joel some weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was very, very sick, covered in sores. 
The conditional release program Stubby Holder may have long COVID. It is spending a lot of time in bed and is struggling to count to 10, but it's back and you can win it and glory in its eerie powers, which it's forgotten it has. Yes, but it's a very good looking Stubby Holder. It's a good looking Stubby Holder. So we ask listeners to drop us a line if they want to contribute to which Blackpill Fuckwit said that. Mark to the attention of Jack at our email address, the conditional release program at gmail.com, and please bury the quote because if I see it, we're not going to use it because that's not fun. Yeah, we can't use it. That's just the tragedy of it. It's not that Joel is an intentional cheat, um, but we just can't use it because he's seen it. I go to I go to great lengths not to see these fucking emails, so just make it easy for this me. It's the first three out of three you got for a long time. Yeah, and you suspicious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you are all yellow. <laughs> oh, I love the Jack Songbird moment. <laughs> So there were yet another round of protests on the weekend, which was part of the Worldwide Rally for Freedom group, you know, the weird one that originated from Germany, and there's all sorts of sketchy origins. And this has now just apparently become a UAP campaign rally. Yeah. I mean, like, Uncle Clive was always sinking his claws in the freedom movement, you know, by giving money. But this week has become more blatant than ever. Now, I'm still bored to death of protests. I fucking don't care. Covering them feels redundant. Every week it's the same shit. But this this is a little different because there's this sharp pivot towards this, like, you know, turning these freedom rallies, which is a grassroots movement that they've built up over some time, into a massive astroturf operation for the United Australia Party. And I think that's interesting. I think that is interesting. Now, didn't even this- have, didn't even have to have a, 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 a Munich beer hall push, you know. Um, yes. The UAP's yeah. just taken over. I'll tell you, I mean, like, look, there's, there's a desperate group of fucking idiots who don't know how to organise a rally if their life's dependent on it. Somehow they managed to capitalise on fear and fucking loathing in the community over a very unique period of time. And now they're trying to keep it alive and they need Uncle Clive's money because yep. now people are demanding stages and d- portaloos, whereas before they were happy to basically piss on the shrine and listen <laughs> to a megaphone, or piss, you know? Or piss themselves, yeah. Shit has changed, though. Shit has really changed. They've got up a notch. So, look, I think it seems like much more than a coincidence that Harrison McLean is rumoured to be a UAP candidate and now... All of a sudden, the protest organization that he has his claws in is absolutely dominated by Uncle Clive's money and merch yeah. and just unfettered access. A little bit suspicious, isn't it? It's been happening before, but I mean, really, this is like a next level one. And this is what makes it so next level because the Sydney rally was announced to be at Strathfield Station, which is so fucking <laughs> obvious if you know that <laughs> that's where. So- the political, political hub of Australia, Strathfield Exactly. Station. It's like the seat of power to nobody, so it's ridiculous. But the thing is, Simeon Boykov, a.k.a. Aussie Cossack, you all know who he is, oh, I guess so, don't go oh, God. He's running in the Strathfield by-election that's coming up soon in the seat vacated by Jody Mackay, who is the former leader of the New South Wales Labor Party, who sort of resigned because everything was very sad. Yeah, and look, and those who don't know Boykoff, I mean, he he is a sort of self-declared you know, a Russian agent in Australia. He um, calls and- us an enemy state. <laughs> yeah, that's, he has, in fact, said that. Yeah, He, he literally is, said it. He is Putin's man in Australia if Putin actually knows who he was, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's so questionable as to know, like, whether he's, like, working cahoots with, like, the fucking FSB or if they're like, who, who, who? boycott? I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. but stop wasting my time. He's our man. He's our man. In, <laughs> he's our man in, in he's Australia. He's our man with a moustache. Yeah, so this is a by-election to be held, uh, well, just in a couple of weeks, February 12th, yeah. and we cannot wait to see Boykoff get absolutely laughed out of the tally room. Yeah, now, Strathfield is also a fairly safe Labor seat. They won at 55-45 to preferred at the last election. It was safe this election, yeah. And the uh, Labor candidate, the pre-selected Labor candidate, is a good friend of Giles and mine, Jason Yatsen Lee. Uh, really a very good person, very, very capable. Um, if anything, uh, too good of a person. It's almost suspicious uh, how lovely this guy look, is. I, 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 I really do like Jason a lot. And, yeah, I like Jason and, a lot. And I think he's a you know he's the sort of person to be a very capable member of the federal parliament as well. But he's having a crack yeah. at the New South Wales parliament, and he's had, he's had a run. States' uh, rights are good. Yeah, he's had a run a couple of times um, uh, with Labor uh, and not uh, got elected. He's been sort of sent out. Yeah, as, he's been down the list on the Sent out a bit of cannon like fire uh, a yeah. couple of times, but that's, that's politics for you. That's you know. the way it works. Yeah. 
and and now he'll have a run and a safe seat. Very, very good candidate, as I say. Look, it's just a shame he's going to have to deal with all the sort of bullshit that will come from the Aussie Cossack to get there. Ugh. Bound to be all sorts of horrible shit shows going on there, awful politics. You can only imagine. I mean, look, to give you an idea, the Aussie Cossack put the attendance in Strathfield on Saturday as 30,000 people. <laughs> And he's been saying tens of thousands in other posts. Yeah. The Daily Telegraph, much more realistically, put it about two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. So and a lot of out of towns, uh, a lot, a lot of out of Strathfielders there too. So that should that should tell the Aussie Cossack if he was uh, real enough that uh, he's probably got about he'd probably have about two or three thousand votes tops. I think he's going to be really, really lucky to get 5%, and I think he's going to get 3% if things go the way I expect it to go. But who knows? Because mm. he's going to run as an independent. We'll get into that later. But it's interesting that he's got no party behind him, and whether he's trying to divorce himself from the Clive image, which, let's face it, that brand sucks, or if there was some sort of bureaucratic issue, I'm not sure. But anyway, we'll get to that later. So T-shirts and hats for the UAP were handed out at the train station for free. <laughs> And signs were given out to people who were happy to carry them. Don't know why. And you had a bunch of may or may not be volunteers. God, imagine Clive's probably paying people to do this. Craig Kelly was speaking, and the entire thing, once the speakers were up and everything, it was a sea of yellow. Because they've been handing shit out. They've been handing out free stuff. People love free stuff. And the whole thing was just spruiking the UAP. And of course, like I say, paid for by Uncle Clive. So it's not really freedom. It's more just campaign rally. And people on Telegram weren't exactly stoked about this. Like, most of them are just mindless sheep who do what they're told. There was very, very occasional comments that I found using certain search terms. There was the occasional, I don't trust Clive. But the thing is, is that's usually followed up by, we should be voting for Ricardo <laughs> Bozzi. But I'm sorry. Like, what? Not, not a party. Not a party. And I genuinely think the main issue people take with Clive Palmer and the UAP over, you know, like sort of, you know, like and, and want to vote Bosey is that the UAP and Clive Palmer just don't tend to have a hanging policy. Not a widespread have, hanging policy. Not, not just not everyone to be hanged. Policy. Which is, you know, which is, Ricardo wants to do a lot of hanging, you know. A lot of hanging, whereas Clive's not big on the hanging. His first three years in power would be basically just hanging every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of hanging and probably getting some of those kids that have just got their forklift licenses to really deal with some of those bodies. Just, fuck, man, I can't believe that sentence made sense. That should not make sense. Anyway, so Smoke and Joe, the feral weirdo MMA guy that's just sort of inserted himself into this world and calls himself the Save the World Army, the general of the Save the World Army. He's, he's a general. He's a general. Yeah, he's a general. He's a general. Self-described general, but hey, look, they all are, man. They're all just like badges, <laughs> man. So he spoke on the stage, which is a massive mistake. So the few minutes that I could actually bothered watching the Chris Covery's feed, I really did not tune into this because, like I said, I don't give a fuck anymore. He managed to call out Clive Parham in the UAE. I think he called Clive a pot-bellied politician or some shit. Ooh. Nasty. And just called out the UAP's involvement as being generally just political and corrupt, which I absolutely <laughs> loved. But the thing is, is that like for all the ideas of freedom and love that Smoke and Joe has in his head, because he really is just like basically like one acid tab away from fucking hospitalization. <laughs> he's not going to be invited back to these rallies anytime <laughs> soon. He doesn't realize who he's talking this with. Is, this is the last time he's tricked the UAP into speaking on a stage that they actually hired and paid for. Exactly. Shit, the that, that might be happening again. It's just you, you just can't Craig, do that. Craig, scratch that man's name off, off your list. Exactly, exactly. It's Craig, like you know when they they do idiot. the White House correspondence dinner and they get like the the comedian. There was the female comedian. I can't remember her name. She was fucking amazing, Wolf. Um, and uh, she just absolutely tore shreds off Trump in the thing, and it was incredible. But it, she just said, like, you didn't do your research. Like, you shouldn't have picked me to do this. <laughs> do your research on the speakers. Anyway. Yeah, look, in Melbourne, the crowd was far smaller than usual. Police said the crowd was around 1,500. Ooh, not good. Yeah. But the Australian reported more than 5,000. Hard to know. The, 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 the Australian's reporters would be on the ground. It's, it's, it's yeah. always hard to figure this out. You know, you got to work is. on square meters and times by three and stuff. It's kind of a bit, yeah. bit hard. Um, people on the ground that we did that I did speak to said it was it was a pretty motley crowd, uh, sort of um, filling up the top of Burke and Spring Street near the Parliament, but not much else. So it's sort of yeah. half a block, maybe relatively half a block small of though, relatively anyway, small, uh, absolutely. 
piss week in comparison to previous events, which yeah, Monica Spit uh, proudly claimed to have, you know, 800,000 in attendance. Millions, yeah, millions. 100 trillion people. Oh, Fucking ridiculous. God, so yeah. So this, this makes a lot of sense because they actually got what they wanted. Like most of the mandates have been dropped and we've just let the virus rip. And sure, the health system is completely fucked. Everyone's too sick to work. You can't get a CAT scan. This has led to the general crumbling of society. But this is what they wanted, right? So what the fuck yeah. are they protesting now? Are they protesting Whoa. the outcome of what they were protesting? <laughs> like, what? Realistically, they've joined a cult and they have nothing else left in their lives. Yeah. Like, what else are they going to do? They've alienated their families. You know, they've got nowhere else to turn. So yeah. I guess this tribe is theirs. But they just keep going. And Uncle Clive just makes sure the palms are greased at the top and everyone's getting a sandwich. At least the ones who matter are getting a sandwich. But look, I, I, I just I just interrupted there, Joe, because Monica actually did uh, did a, did some sort of media event with One Nation as well um, during the week, and I just can't oh, really? recall. Maybe our listeners will know a little bit more about it. Yeah, but she uh, she chipped in there with a bit of One Nation gear. I so thought she was maybe on the- she's gone from. Maybe she just can't make up her mind up between yellow and orange. Imagine that, like that sort of or Kellyanne me. Conway, George Conway sort of bed situation <laughs> where Morgan's there going, I thought you supported me. She's like, yes, but Pauline gave me a car. <laughs> yeah, but I'm running for UAP. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? You're the mother of my child. I'll get your car. I'll get you, I'll get you a fleet. <laughs> by helicopter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the kind of thing that Morgan would say because he fucking lies through his teeth on a constant basis. So... Melbourne was a sea of yellow as well, of course, with merch being handed out all over the place. Because Clive is just showing that he's their guy, you know? It just, the thing is that it looks so shit. He doesn't even turn up. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, he doesn't want to get fucking COVID, does he? (laughs) Fat boy like Clive. COVID's going to hit him for six. And he's probably living in a panic room. Yes, yeah, he is fucking back. Oh, he's probably had about 12, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's a pin cushion. So look, the color yellow is now basically associated with Clive Palmer as like in like a brand. You know, mm. you see that yellow and you're like, oh, it's UAP, which is fucking sad. But imagine being on the ground. You'd want to be wearing sunglasses around this oh. bunch of bright yellow anti-vax yeah. loompas just reflecting that hot just sun into your eyes. Cornea burning. You know, it's, it's that shade, bright just yellow, awful. fucking canaries. So also among the crowd was Serbian flags, oh, which I think good. this is really funny. How long is that going to last? <laughs> it's just a thing now. <laughs> I mean, like, is Serbia now a symbol of anti-vaccine sentiment? The Serbian nationalist faction within the United States. <laughs> That's like, and the thing is, it wouldn't have happened, but like, you know, just dumb shit happens and just things happen. And now apparently you see the Serbian flag and you think, oh, vaccines are a bit rough, aren't they? Let's let's destroy all Muslims. Let's, yeah. let's kill all Muslims in the Balkans. I love that you have just haven't forgotten. You're like, no, 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 no. I remember what you did. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. According to our lovely, that. lovely researcher, who I will not name for any reasons, but mm-hmm. old ladies who appear to be associated with the cafe locked out crowd. They are such fucking creeps. We're giving out free hugs. Oh, God. Oh, it's, free hugs. it's the meatloaf experience. Yes, it really is. And the thing is, they're probably destined for the same fucking demise because they're <laughs> basically COVID-seeking missiles doing that. Oh, they're unvaccinated, for sure. They're elderly. Bit of a comorbidity. But hey, fuck it. Why not? Let's just go and hug people all day in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get dehydrated in the process. Are they sweating like the? Are they sweating like the loaf? Well, yeah. I they, mean, they probably they will be soon. Honest. They will yeah, be exactly. soon. Exactly. Yeah. A big thing about COVID is you do sweat a lot, you know, change your sheets. So why wouldn't you do this? Because it's not like healthcare workers have anything better to do than listen to your pill takes on horse paste through several layers of PPE. Yes, Betty, I know, I know. Your family's not coming to come. No, it's not because it's not because the government's stopping them. It's because your family doesn't actually want to see you anymore. <laughs> you took a bit of a spin there. And they, mean they, like they, ever, you know? they said once you started saying a lot of stuff about uh, the the COVID, uh they stopped wanting to see you, but they did say one specific message, please don't change your will, I think was all they had to say, <laughs> and that's about it. So, look, we had the cool kids speaking in Melbourne with Monica Spitt and Topherfield flexing their confected sense of celebrity and giving some hot takes into the uh, the mic. Uh. To- Topher 
shamelessly stole the line, maintain the race. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. That's just, that's like, just wrong, fuck isn't you. it? Fuck you. Uh, and look, Next I, say, I, it's I would time. also say, just for context, the rage <laughs> around on the 1975 dismissal did not make it the eight weeks to the election. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> true. Fraser true. absolutely thumped Whitlam and, yeah, uh, and, 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 and won, uh, won the election in a landslide. Mm. So maintain like the rage. And yeah. Doesn't always work. So so he's picking up bad slogans. Well, that's a shame because I love maintaining the rage. I think it's a fucking classic. But, you know, look, this just adds to the list of lefty catchphrases these unoriginal dopes have just taken for themselves. Oh, whoa, whoa. We're like Nazis in the, like, you know, linguistic Poland. Well, well, well that's just that's just it too. I mean, you've got to maintain the rage because there's actually nothing to protest about at the moment. Yes, yes. Maintain um, the rage. What rage? I don't know. The rage, right? Yeah, the rage, you know. Remember, remember how angry we all were? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, about the thing that actually was a thing and now it's not. So Monica Smith almost got it. Didn't quite, but almost got it when she said this. Oh, I actually think that the real pandemic is that our fellow people around the world have lost purpose in their lives. And that is why they have fallen for the lies. Every time they put that mask on, they feel a part of something bigger than themselves because they've lost purpose. Isn't that fucking perfect? What the fuck? I love it because it it describes everything about people who are members of RDA. Like, you just accidentally describe this cult that you formed, which has alienated people in their families, totally <laughs> ruined friendships, and now basically the only thing they have left in their lives are these fucking protests. This That's is the it. only way you could reestablish yourself as a social entity is to go and meet other pilled people and say things like, yeah, I, I too think Bill Gates is bad. You know, like, what? <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. And speaking of the UAP completely co-opting the freedom movement, the anti-vax elements have finally got their wish and Novavax has been approved for use in Australia, which they're all sort of hanging on. And now, hang on. not so much. Not so much. So, Monica Smith put the call out for people to wait for Novavax in June of 2021, saying, quote, tell your loved ones, I know many of us have been trying to convince our loved ones not to get the jab. Yeah, kill your family, good work. Instead of trying to convince them not to take it full stop, how about trying to tell them to wait for the traditional one? That'll buy you some time. The Novavax won't have the mRNA technology and will have significantly less side effects. If people are determined to get a jab, they should wait for this one. Okay. And here it is. Well, here it is. Here it is. Well, look, it didn't actually take long before this entire statement was fucking nixed, where... (laughs) She updated her uh, her tune. We wouldn't say change her tune. Let's say updated oh, her yeah. tune. It's just a change. It's a change of because heart. The thing is, right, Monica wasn't an anti-vaxxer before it became politically expedient for her. She's doing this entire thing as a vehicle for power. So she doesn't understand how these people work. So after the usual paranoid kickback from anti-vax idiots in her flock of sheep, she just retracted it to say basically it was simply to buy time and delay loved ones from getting the jab for what? stop. What? Yeah. Bullshit, right? Oh, so it was just a delaying tactic that she didn't actually explain at the time. And then, of course, they'll learn that Novavax is bad as well and not get the jab at all. Of course, of course. Since then, so many vaccine-hesitant people have said, I'm waiting for Novavax. Yeah, I know quite a few. Mm. Horse shit. Like the usual absurd demonization of the jab has been all over Telegram and various other platforms showing their true colors and how they really feel about Novavax. The first thing they love saying is that it has nanoparticles, which, oh. Oh, I my mean, God. Oh, my God. The particles are so small. It's like that fucking Wisconsin guy. You can't see the particles. <laughs> you can't see them. They're invisible. Damn them. Like, how big do you want the particles you to be? Big, Imagine- you want big particles, the size of the size of small cars. That's exactly like, like imagine like they like they're getting the, this giant needle and just like in this giant like bubble tea of vaccine. <laughs> it's got a Volkswagen know, like, in it. Yeah, there you go. Just Have a Volkswagen. Giant big spheres of virus you plunge into yourself. So I guess yeah, it's like it's like the aren't shapes of vaccines. I only like the particles that I can see. <laughs> if I can't see the flavour, it's probably not fucking there, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why it shapes, bitch. What up? Who the fuck so, nano meant small? I just, I can't handle this test. Anyway. So apparently the vaccine is also funded by Anthony Fauci. Ah. What? He's on like 500K a year, which, okay, it's a good pay packet, but he's not funding things. Maybe the US is funding it through Anthony Fauci's approval, but I mean, fucking come on. So look, 
that is bullshit, but it's also relevant. It doesn't really matter. My favorite problem they found, and this is literally on the list on the Telegram post, is that the vaccine has particles in it. I can only assume nano. And they're called yeah, the matrix. <laughs> That's a reason. Because they called the particles the matrix. They're like, oh, man, if it's called the matrix, that can't be good. <laughs> Keanu Reeves got punched up that many times. It can't be yeah. good for you. Like, it just, like, what is, how can you possibly do that? Like, it just, it's so absurd. Like, the particles are small, Anthony Fauci and the matrix. There's your reasons. Don't get it. All right, so head researcher for the Australian Facebook Vaccine Study Group and the man that single-handedly proved that ivermectin absolutely cures COVID, Craig Kelly, (laughs) while he still had Facebook, he did that at least, has also taken a stance against Novavax despite previously claiming that it may be the better jab. Yeah, I remember that. Like Monica. Yeah, Jane Hansen. G'day, Jane. Hello, Jane. Wrote up an article for the telly, the Daily Telegraph, with a quote from Crackers claiming, no, I am not injected with any of the current COVID vaccines, although I may consider the Novavax, Novavax injections if and when they are available, and I have done so on me. <laughs> On medical advice from fucking YouTube, right? Come on, crackers. Don't lie to us. Yeah. When asked about Merck's new treatment, Molnopurvir, crackers made it clear he would rather have the horse paste and the malaria pills before taking something stupid that actually passed clinical trials. Yeah. Clinical trials are idiots. Nerds. Dogs and nerds. I certainly would be taking either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine before Molnupiravir, Mr. Yeah, Kelly let's see said. what actually happens, Dickhead, if you're, you're in bloody ICU. Idiot. You turn up in ICU and you start saying, I'd rather have... Uh, can I have uh, just the, uh, the ivermectin, please? Just uh, uh, just rub, the, uh, it, rub it around the, my arsehole. Uh, the COVID menu here, I'll have the um, the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> the quercetin. Yeah. Um, I'd like... Can I have a little... And can I have a little vitamin C already? Yeah, it's just like... No, you don't... You don't... You don't get to make that choice once you're once you're at the point where they're giving molnupiravir. They don't ask you. They give you the pill, and then you maybe don't die. You fucking moron. But this is the thing. This is exactly what happens when you pander to anti-vaxxers. You can't pander to these people. It's the same with soft seats. There's not actually any point uh. really in approving Novavax, as far as I can see, in Australia, besides pandering to anti-vaxxers. I mean, like, come on. We have safe and effective vaccines that are already in mainstream use. There's factories doing stuff. I don't really get the fucking draw of Novavax, except for the fact that a bunch of people who were lying through their dumbass anti-vax teeth have said that they were waiting for it and now well here we are right well it's just a political it's just a political situation Charles so basically they've got to the point that we cannot endorse this or we cannot say we support this um, because we would lose followers it's as simple as that yeah it really is it really really fucking is it's absolutely pathetic and this is the thing like this is just to appeal to the five percent I think they've ordered like 51 million shots or some <laughs> shit who's gonna take them like the only people you're appealing to is a small fraction of the 5% who haven't already done it. Is it a booster? I don't think it is. And even if it is, I want the experimental gene therapy. But they refuse to take the experimental gene therapy. They think it's terrible. They think it's going to turn into gay frogs or some bullshit. The thing is, is that you've got to realize anti-vaxxers, while they say they're pro-choice and not anti-vaccine, they've never met a jab that they did like and they're fucking not about to start now. And in a new segment, a brand spanking shiny new segment, so new in fact that we don't know quite what to call it. Yeah, I couldn't think of it this morning. <laughs> we were going to call it Sov Sits in the Courts, but we just don't think it's got, it's got enough sort of uh, uh, I mean, sort of glamour for this kind of uh, Sov Sit. But really we Fuck, want... now we have to come up with a good name. Yeah, this is like so we way too much pressure. <laughs> we do ask listeners to drop us in a title. Well, they think Ooh. it might be uh, might be a useful and you will, of yes, course. Yes, crowdsource. Earn yourself a, a, um, a stubby holder, et cetera, uh, if, you, if you come along and give us something that we can actually use. What we're actually looking for here is what happens when soft sits meet authority. So essentially it is what happens when soft sits hit the courts. And it's often hilariously funny. I mean, bemusing and disturbing for many magistrates and judges. But it is really, really funny. And so it will be an occasional occasional segment that we will call Sovsits v. The Man. Yes, uh, for the yes, time like being <laughs> for the time being until someone tells us something a bit better. 
Um, yes, exactly. And management has the right to refuse. So, you know, don't take offence. Anyway, so our, our, our very first uh, segment of the Sit V the Man is uh, a report from January 20. Uh, Bruce Trillionsworth. You remember Bruce. He's the oh, older absolutely. one, the senior. Uh, he appeared in the ACT Magistrates Court charged with a count of trespassing on Commonwealth premises. Of course, this is absolute catnip to these people because they are obsessed with the idea that they own Canberra. In fact, not just Canberra, the entire country. So yeah. the idea that they could be trespassing is completely <laughs> confounding to them. They just walk away scratching their head. And one I familiar did. woman who had been at the Rose Garden camp at Old Parliament House who was seen in who was seen in a video giving a manic lecture on a whiteboard about sausage bullshit entered the courtroom with trillions worth holding a giant folder full of nonsense. You know that woman was actually standing in front of a whiteboard at the camp talking about how. Every child born has a has a needle uh, point mark in the heel of their foot that is God. readable only to the Vatican. Just shut up. Right? So, 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 you know, that's fair dinkum. Anyway, uh, the hearing started off really well with Magistrate Beth Campbell asking him, uh, asking Bruce uh, Shillingsworth, or Trillionsworth, we like to call him, uh, what his name was. He replied with, Objection! <laughs> The woman with him said, you may call him Bruce of Clan Shillingsworth, <laughs> making sure that they didn't use his corporate identity, the one that's all in caps. Don't put your Get name in caps. Get all the debt saddled to it. <laughs> that's right. Don't put your name in caps. That's how they can find you. When that's Mr right. Shillingsworth declined to plead, Miss Campbell put the case up for a hearing and said she would assume he pleaded not guilty unless he indicated otherwise. That's cutting him some slack. She could have just it's gone fucking bang, bang yeah. guilty. Jail. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. just she's just doing the right thing. It's a relatively right. minor charge. It must be said, trespassing on Commonwealth premises. I, I don't know. It probably has a jail term attached, but it would uh, yeah, be very, very rarely handed out. I would think, if at all. Uh, so he's declined to plead. She said, "Oh well, we'll, we'll put it up. For, you know, you just you're really just sucking up the court's time here. But we'll put it up for a yeah. hearing." But Shillingsworth, who didn't seem to be listening, <laughs> just you know, just, <laughs> just, just tuning uh, out, responded by shouting a number of random names, including Chief Magistrate Lorraine Walker. Just usual. Ah, John Thomas. <laughs> During the hearing, Trillionsworth repeatedly yelled over the top of Magistrate Campbell, claiming that she had no jurisdiction. You got no they jurisdiction. Love that. They love this that. is the thing they've been repeatedly yelling at cops over the past few weeks, and he's That's- almost certainly <laughs> going to be where they're, they're shouting as they are dragged away to prison. Oh, it's completely meaningless. It's like Paulie Shaw in Jury Duty. You're out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> and, and you're in jail. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, so. I hope so. The soft-sit lecturer, this woman who seems to be obsessed with tiny needle holes uh, on, on oh. baby's feet that are somehow linked to the Vatican, uh, she, accompanying old Bruce in the courtroom at the time, approached the prosecutor and placed a folder of what can only be imagined <laughs> to be a completely made-up pile of soft-sit bullshit and then, and then delivered a similar folder onto the bench of the magistrate. She actually approached the magistrate and the magistrate <laughs> said to her, don't you? You dare, don't you dare! Yeah, and she absolutely. just went bang on the bench and slammed <laughs> them down, which is a fairly cheeky move. It's cheeky so move cheeky, to say the least, in a courtroom. And magistrates really don't like that. And no. the police were called, and and uh, she was ejected uh, from the courtroom. The woman that just is, is mad sausit was ejected, and and I saw a photograph of her outside the courthouse, not just she the was courtroom, happy with herself. where police had just said, get, "Get the fuck out, or I will, yeah. or we will handcuff you." And there she was, just screaming outside the courthouse. The Bruce uh, Bruce uh, Trillionsworth, otherwise known as the richest man in the world. Well, not yet, but, you know. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's know, in escrow. Soon. It's in escrow. Uh, then yelled back from the courtroom, let the record know you have now been served. He said that to Beth Campbell, the magistrate. <laughs> you have now been served. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. The magistrate simply responded with a, I have not, which, uh, you know, well, yeah, she 
Sounds like a missed opportunity, though. It's been hit with a manila folder full of bullshit. Yes, exactly. Uh, And the magistrate then ordered the sheriff's officers to remove Mr. Trudensworth from the courtroom, brutally interrupting him. Finally, uh, he obeyed, although he could be heard yelling, No jurisdiction! This kangaroo court doesn't exist in this country. This is the fucking delightful stuff I get that is really kind of Matrix kind of level bullshit as well. This entire (laughs) edifice, you know, this sort of multi-million dollar courtroom, the magistrate's court and the ACT does not exist. Look at your hand. It's not even a real hand. It's not even there. (laughs) You've taken the blue pill, but you don't understand at all. Outside the courthouse, uh, Trillionsworth was all smiles and believed yeah. had a win. Clearly. <laughs> Came along, could have gone either way, and he's come away with a victory. They have no jurisdiction, uh, Trillionsworth said with a laugh as he walked out the front door. He is due to appear in court again on August 5. And oh, look, that's, that's when the boom could come down, Mr. Trillionsworth, and you'll find yourself in prison for contempt. I'll be very surprised if by August he hasn't done at least six other things to arrive in court. I mean, basically, Buddy, his son, who is meant to be staying in Sydney as a part of bowel conditions, is publicly saying that they're going up north to start some weird compound in, I believe that's the country they're from, but I'm not 100% sure. Either way, there is a massive, massive cult vibe here, which is going against even the kids' bail conditions. Mm. So it's just absolutely baffling to watch these guys and this is the thing that's really frustrating with the magistrate in this situation i can see what she's saying she says don't you dare i get that what she doesn't realize and i don't think enough magistrates are trained in sobsit you've got those cops and every now and then the cops were there entertaining their bullshit and that's really annoying but every now and then really rarely you've got those guys those cops who just go mate i don't care i don't care about your bullshit shut the fuck up i'm not interested and yeah, that looks when you know uh, they've uh, seen it's it. It's hard to know whether Beth Gamble, the magistrate in, in yeah. question here, actually does know much about Sobsit. It's, it, it's very unlikely that she's ever had to deal with them. From the record, it sounds like nothing. Like it sounds like she didn't treat them with the iron fist that you need to treat these people with, because they don't recognise your authority until you show it to them. Yeah, look, what I mean, far be it from me to say, and I'm not. This no reflection on the magistrate who handled things as best she could in that sort of sea of madness going on around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you, you just simply say, look, I find you in contempt of these proceedings. Uh, can take the way to prison until such a time as you are prepared to discharge that contempt, which means a full apology to the court. Probably apology. And, and yeah, you can literally stay in jail for the rest of your life. Uh, and until such a time as uh, as you determine to uh, discharge your uh, your contempt, and that should have been yeah. extended to crazy woman uh, fixated Absolutely. on Vatican pedophilia and and, and Shillingsworth Senior. You know, basically, you, you are in contempt to- of these proceedings. Take them away. Put them in yep. the put them in the lockup for uh, for twelve hours and see if that doesn't calm them down. You don't get to play silly buggers in court, and that is a lesson that they don't learn. So what they think is they think that when they said objection about the name, they were treated with respect and therefore it worked. And then he goes through and he's yelling out random names in some sort of way. He goes through it. It seems like the cheat codes work, and I don't blame them for thinking that. Why wouldn't you think the cheat codes work when you walk out of the courtroom? having basically made the court play by your rules and not the magistrates and you walk out of the courtroom mm. basically saying I ran that situation and I am well that's what the, you did. yeah yeah I, I and won. I and I and I know the law better than they do it's just embarrassing and that's enough from fucking scofflaw sausages for one week god they're horrible they are. now it's time for a man who loves the law as he understands it and history <laughs> the real history of germany in the yeah, 20th the century history. with a large inexplicable gap between 1939 and 1945. Mm-hmm. He's a humanities man and he's had a huge week. So let's hear all about it in the week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week huge. in Pete Evans with Pete sitting back and hitting the share button like mad. Oh. And look, we should expect that. He has been doing this for some time now. Telegram group is absolutely littered with nonsense. But as we covered last week, it is only recently that Pete has been 
giving, you know, the mindless sharing, disinformation, a bit of a break to post some of his own hot takes, a bit of original content, which is uh, rare for our uh, sort of, you know, <laughs> it's very rare. illiterate very rare. pizza cook. I, I get the feeling sometimes that Pete's been a little overwhelmed by events. Yes. I think he finds the keyboard quite confusing because there's all these keys. What, but what do they mean? <laughs> so under a screenshot of the headline, Code Brown, crisis hits all Melbourne hospitals as Omicron causes chaos. Mm. Pete delivers this very interesting angle on things. Here's the fucking oh, quote. That I'm this is original hate. stuff, folks. It's this is original sucks. It's the worst take. The more they jab, the more pressure they will place on the crumbling health systems. Ooh. It is so obvious for those with eyes to see. You could say <laughs> that this has gone beyond insanity at this point, but I have a feeling that they are going to triple down as they will not admit they have created this perfect storm. I will say it again. Now is the perfect time to look after your own health, physical, mental, and spiritual prayer hands, heart, rainbow. Prayers, love, and rainbows. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> He's just, My God. Look, I, I, think it's just, I think it's just a basic, it's one of, Pete's basic sort of cooking grifts, isn't it? You know, buy yeah, my yeah, cookbook, yeah, yeah. come along, yeah, exactly, come yeah. along to my uh, property, pay subscribe to Evolve.tv, right? So look, <laughs> this is the thing, right? So people going into hospital aren't sick with COVID, they're sick from the jab. And that is such a basic fucking take, but let's run with it. So it's super clear now, because thankfully now I have eyes. But mm. like, really, Pete, this eyes is to what see. you wanted. Eyes to see, John. Yeah, exactly. Eyes to see. He's like simultaneously at the same time. Like he just has a habit of doing this thing where he like has to say things twice because he's appealing to idiots. But it works because speaking to people in crayon appeals to people who like pastel colors. Like it just it, it fucking works. So look, you wanted to let rip and they fucking did. You wanted restrictions eased and most of them are gone. But this the thing. This was always going to happen. And now you're blaming the jab. I mean, come on. This makes a lot of sense, though, because the thing is, a couple of posts down, you posted yet another headline, and this one reads, WWE legend Hulk Hogan claims that COVID-19 vaccine can kill you. They are falling like flies. So you're getting your health advice from Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So like, it's pretty clear how you came to this conclusion. And look, he has survived a shitload of steroids and COVID. So, I mean, yeah. maybe the Hulk does He's know He's got a shit. penis the size of a peanut, poor old Hulkster. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because people still sleep with him. Like, you know, like if there's video. Yeah, we better not defame him. him. Yes, <laughs> yes. No one to take out million entire media organisations. That was quite a thing. It's worth looking up. So- Basically, saying now is the perfect time to look after your own health is the most fucking redundant statement in history. I mean, <laughs> when was there a bad time to live a like reasonably healthy life? Stop during, pretending during the, during the Black like, Death. <laughs> yes, that, oh, I couldn't give a damn. You know, no. got a couple of bubos on me. You know. Well, unfortunately, back then a lot of people didn't have much of a choice because they weren't just gallivanting around eating grass-fed salmon. Because I mean, why not? I mean, it's just a it's a healthier mm. choice. Mm. But the thing is, is that Pete fucking pretends like he's the first person to come up with the idea of eating well to avoid being, like, dead. Like, (laughs) this is not your idea. Being healthy isn't your idea. You didn't come up with the idea of being healthy. Stop fucking claiming it. Heaps of people say be healthy. The government says be healthy. You're just another one, but the way you do it is weird. That's all there is to it. So look, he does put a little bit of context into this earlier in his feed where he says, and this is the quote, the headlines are getting more and more nonsensical. And look, now I get it. You're just an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> like that's that's the thing here. So when you see that hospitals in Melbourne are being overrun by this huge spike in cases from Omicron, you just don't understand what that means. And that is fair enough. So basically you just apply the logic that it's the, it's the vaccinated that are dropping like flies because Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. made that yeah, Hulk Hogan simpler headline. You know, the one that you understand, the basic type. You know, you, you, you don't like big concepts. You don't like science. Do your own research, but... In a secondary kind of way. And that's our Pete. Do Hulk Hogan's research. You've just got to put things in crayon because the way the Hulkster says it makes so much more sense. Why do we have (laughs) journalists when ex-wrestlers just get the message across so much more effectively? You know, like if only Chris Benoit was still with us, he would probably be telling us about vaccines too. But they're not corrupt like those journalists I disagree with, like Jack. 
See, these people say what I want to hear. I, I really like to know what the Undertaker says about, about the vaccines. You know, I really. I bet like the Undertaker to- loves vaccines because the Undertaker. It's good for business, <laughs> it's, right? It yeah, so that's what sense. I mean. I really but, need to know what the Undertaker thinks about vaccines. I, I would love that meme. I, I tell you what, like the fucking WWE is so riddled with fucking Trump. He's just retired, so so he's you know he, he's, he's got time on his hands. So old, he's got time. He's got no I know, time. He's, he's had so much work done too. He's either sleeping or he's probably having surgery. <laughs> poor bar. He's just so dead. <laughs> Unseparate his shoulders, you know. Just Ugh. so sad. But the anyway, thing is, wish, you know. We don't want fancy sources. We don't want boring fact checking. We want people who speak from the heart, like Hulk Hogan, right? So mm. hopefully, Pete keeps giving us some of these rare insights into how his brain works. <laughs> For starters, this segment needs content. And yeah. <laughs> come on, Pete. So, Pete, please don't be idle. But it's also fun to watch him claw at relevance. Like, Pete, yeah. buddy, no one cares about you anymore. No, All you do is share me. And you're you host these shitty overpriced. No one gives a shit. So come on, Pete. You know, like, it's that thing. Like, come on, Pete, do something. Do something. <laughs> do something. I'm just going to poke you until you do something because you're starting to look a lot like a cult leader without a cult. Yeah, I'd have to say, Pete, you know, you got to stick one of those digital thermometers in because <laughs> I think he's done. Uh, <laughs> and. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily, but I have to make the begging appeal. This is really a sad thing. Promoting a podcast easier said than done. The holidays take mm, a huge a chunk out of our listenership. Get it back up. Hassle people. Go down to your local train station, Stratfield preferably. Hand out little flyers with our names on it. Just get us some listeners because it helps. Find out, find out what Hulk Hogan thinks. Exactly. Get Hulk Hogan to endorse us. That'd be <laughs> fucking wild. He wouldn't like the content. <laughs> So the Patreon is up and running, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way, including you, Hulkster. For as little as five subs a month, you'll uh, have access to all sorts of bonus content. And if you give us enough money, you can watch us record the damn show. So join up at patreon.com slash the conditional release program. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just to give us a 45 fluid ounce big boy drink full of bleach with a straw, pop a red cap on our heads and take us to the celebrity seats at a Trump rally. Thanks, (laughs) Excellent. See you next time. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.